You are listening to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Estate Growth Hackers Live. I'm Zach Hammer, your host. Today with me, I have Rachel Adams Lee. She's a powerhouse agent with a team out of California. We've got some great content for you. We're going to dive into who she is, her backstory, uh, and more specifically, we're going to talk about how she was able to leverage social media to start generating a ton of business and what that means for you as a modern agent. Before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about something that I have for you called Local Celebrity Show. So we're working on a service right now where we're helping you as an agent put together a show featuring everything that's cool and great about your local community, the, the local businesses, restaurants, events that are going on. We put together a weekly show. We make that easy for you. We book the guests. We help you get on so that you have content to put in front of your market that actually matters to them, even when they're not in the market for a real estate transaction. So we, we distribute that show out far and wide uh, on, on social media, on YouTube. We turn it into a podcast. We turn it into all sorts of cool stuff. If that sounds like something that's cool for you, something that you'd be interested in, I'd love for you to check it out and see if it's a good fit for you. You can go to localcelebrityshow.com. But right now, we're talking to Rachel Adams Lee. Let's get into that. Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. Thank you. Greetings from California. Awesome. I, I'm actually, I am in California right now myself. I am in, uh, uh, in the Pismo Beach area. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Central Coast, but uh, I, I actually live in an RV traveling the country full time with my family. So right now we're in Pismo and we're heading north over the summer. <laughs> Don't have like one central place. You're just always all over. That's right. That's right. So we, uh, right now we kind of have our home base out of, uh, out of Iowa. So, uh, my, my mom lives out there and my wife's folks are, are from Iowa. So that's, that's where we've, uh, uh, kind of had our home base for now. Uh, I was actually living in Vegas for like six years before we sold our house and moved into the RV. So we're not really, yeah, we're not really from anywhere in particular at this point. We're just sort of traveling all over, but, uh, but yeah. Cool. So, so let's let's dive in to a, a bit about your your backstory. Let let people know kind of where you got started. You know, I, one of the things that that I think is funny. I don't think any little kid go, grows up thinking, "Hey, I want to be a real estate agent." So what what's your story for how you ultimately got into the real estate world? Yes. Yeah, so first off, thank you for having me. Um, of course. So my my grandma was a real estate broker. My dad was a real estate broker, and I always said I would never ever go into real estate. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Uh, so I started in real estate, um, in February of, or say January of 2012. So I was actually working a full-time job at a real estate office and I was unlicensed. And at that point in my life, I was in a very different position. Um, I was married to a disabled veteran. He was 80% disabled, but 50% was PTSD from Marine Corps. So yeah, it was definitely intense. So my job at the real estate office was to be this shiny, happy face when everybody came in and uplift the agents, right? Because we know it's not always sunshine and roses in real estate. And then I go home and it was a very challenging environment for me. Um, And so I didn't like where I was at in life, but I also didn't know exactly how to change it. People always say they're paycheck to paycheck. Well, I was paycheck behind a paycheck and borrowing money from family, friends, like you name it. Right. So I decided I was going to get my real estate license because I kept seeing all these paychecks coming through and they were so much more than I was making. And I was like, gosh, if I just had money, everything would be better, right? That's all you need for right. happiness. And um, I heard about this class called Bold and it was kind of like a sales course for real estate, but also like personal growth. Right. And I decided I would call in to work and go to it. And, um, I heard a quote that kind of like rocked my entire world. And it's a funny thing about quotes. Cause I feel like you can hear the same one over and over again, but until you're at a place in your life where you're ready to receive it, 
it doesn't really resonate. So um, the quote was, uh, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Change hmm, right. the, look at the things you look at change. So I was always like in a scarcity mindset that I couldn't quit my job. It's safe. I know exactly how much money's coming in. And then I thought, well, what if I did quit my job? What if I adopted this abundant mindset? Well, then there's no cap on how much money I can make and I get to create my own destiny. So um, let's see. I, I quit my job, uh, my full-time job, February, uh, January 26th. February 2nd, I started at Keller Williams. Um, I was young and I was broke and all I had was a business card. And so I really thought once I had my business card, all of a sudden, like the, everyone would just come to me and be like, Hey, I want to sell my house. And I thought it'd be really easy. And it wasn't, it was challenging. Um, my first year I had insatiable drive. Um, I door knocked 200 doors a week and I did three open houses a week for eight months. So door knock 200 doors, three open houses every week for eight months. And it took me four months to close my first transaction. So you right. can imagine like those first four months, you're, you're grinding without the results. And it's like, come on. Nice. Um, and yeah, I was able to sell 39 homes the first year and then 109 nice. second, um, then 123. And that's when I hit Wall Street's top 1,000 in the country. Um, I'm now seven years in the business. I'm still a top 1,000 agent in the country. Um, I have a team here in Northern California of um, 15 people. I'm still in production, so I'm the lead listing agent on the team. Um, I ended up becoming a real estate coach because I felt so passionate about the industry and the way it could be done versus the way it had been done. And um, I have, I really like social media, so I have kind of an edge with that and video um, and script practice. I love scripts, like holy moly. Um, so I became a real estate coach, and I've coached, yeah, I don't know, over 4,000 people now, and I love it. Um, I ended up writing a book to, nice. um, yeah, it was really neat. It was like, I didn't like where I was at in life and I knew I needed a change. And I had some things happen that kind of helped me hit rock bottom. And it was all the steps that I did to move forward in my life, to find my purpose, to find my passion, to help others do the same. Um, so I wrote a book and it's, it's all over the place. It's like in South Africa and it's everywhere now, which is neato. Um, what's the book called? It's called From Lost to Found, um, Your Secret to um, uh, Ultimate Happiness. Nice. Nice. And, yeah. and where, where can people get access to that? Is that on um, Amazon they, and whatnot? It's on Amazon, yeah. So um, it's, uh, it's, um, it's over there. Yeah, so it's Your Journey to Self-Discovery and Ultimate Happiness. And uh, so if you go to Lost and then the number two, Found, and the number 90.com, you can get it from the website directly, um, or you can just go right to Amazon and get it right there. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Sounds like a great one to check yeah, out. Right now, it's so, and now I travel about 60% of the year. I travel and I'm traveling to different real estate brokerages and I'm coaching agents and connecting with them. Um, and recently I partnered with an anti-aging shampoo company. So, you know, the yes. average man has seven streams of income. So my husband and I have a shampoo company, a real estate company. And then uh, we also at this moment currently have this happening. Oh, congratulations. So, yeah, babies due in six weeks, our first little one. So we're expecting a little boy. So, you know, we're just hanging out. Life's, life's just slow and relaxed all the time. There, there you go. There you go. Keep it, keep it busy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. So, so definitely, you know, you, you, you touched on, you know, one of the key things I think this is, you know, 
it, one of the most powerful things I think for people is is understanding those those shared stories, those shared realities. And and just like you mentioned, like getting into real estate, I think a lot of people, honestly, getting into any business, a lot of people have uh, you know brighter conceptions of what things are going to be than than the reality ever is. And uh, and and you mentioned some of the struggles that 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 you had. And, and one of the things that I'd like you to touch on is. What are some of the the obstacles specifically that you, that you ran into, specifically in the way of I know you ultimately ended up sort of finding social media and figuring that that out. So what what were the obstacles that led you down the path of of discovering how you could use social media to grow your business? You know, so it wasn't necessarily one thing. I think one of the first things is um, we all have. I feel like, you know, you're going to be tested in any new career. And I had a few different things happen that really helped propel me. Um, One of the first ones was I was about six months into my career and I needed to get to a showing. And I went out to my car and my gas tank was on empty. And I knew that if my gas light was on, it's me. So it's been on empty for like three days. Um, (laughs) And we weren't just paycheck to paycheck, right? So there's no money in savings. There's no, we just, there was no money. Um, so I went to my ex at the time and I asked him if I could use his car. And he's like, well, I'm not driving my car because I don't have any gas. So I've been riding the motorcycle. And so we literally looked up how to siphon gas from a motorcycle to get to a car. And, you know, I'm six months in the career. I've, I've closed a couple deals now. And we always would just say one more paycheck and we'll be okay. One more paycheck and we'll be okay. And I remember sitting on my garage floor and bursting into tears. And I just remember thinking, is this even worth it? Like it would be so much easier just to get out of this be- and go back to safety because this is so hard. And right. then I remember that what I was doing wasn't working. And if I wanted a different life, I had to make different choices and the growth happens in the uncomfort. And so, yep. you know, I'm drying my tears and I'm just like, I'm not going to let this beat me. I know I meant for greatness. I know I meant to be in this career. And thank God one of our neighbors saw me crying and came over and gave me 20 bucks. Um, and I I got to that showing, right. And I probably got them in contract and like that was six months in. And so things like that happen where I'm like, okay, I meant to do this. And then, you know, we, another thing we do with our business is we're really intentional with door knocking. And I remember you know, my first listing, I, so one of the things that we're really big on and I learned really early on is, you know, I'm 26 years old and this brand new agent. And there was such a negative reputation for real estate agents. They weren't called real estate professionals. They were real estate agents. And they're like, like you're slimy, you use car salesmen. I was like, why is this rap out there? Like, what did we do to deserve this? And I realized that these people, these agents out there, they were all about what they could get they were commission breath. It was, what can I get? What can I get? And I thought, okay, that's not going to work for me. I don't want to talk about what I can get. I want to talk about what I can get. I want to think about how I can constantly add value to my community, to my database. Um, So I created something called a 12 touch value campaign, which basically is 12 ways throughout the year that I can add value when I'm door knocking. Um, so for example, in June, it's like where to watch the fireworks in the 4th of July in October, it's um, pumpkin patch locations, right? In December, it's Christmas tree lighting locations. And, and we have these different things that we do to offer value. So I had this farm where I, I focused on, it was 250 doors. It wasn't big. It, I wanted it to be where my two feet could carry me, you know? Right. 
And I knock on the door and this guy answers and his name's Jim. And I'm like, Hey Jim, my name's Rachel Adams and I'm this brand new agent, you know, and I just want to let you know that I am a local real estate expert and I specialize in your area. And one of your neighbors just sold their house and you know, he's like, no, thanks. I'm not interested. And I was like, okay, well, if you're planning, it's, you know, it's June. I'm like, if you're planning on watching the fireworks on the 4th of July, I have also taken the liberty of making sure that you have that. He was like, thanks. Takes my flyer, shuts the door. Next month, I knock again. I have another value piece, right? It was like an ice cream shop that just opened and we were giving a discount. Um, I now knock on his door and he takes my flyer. He's like, again, I'm not interested. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm your local expert. Just want to let you know I'm here for you. And then the third month I go and he, I'm across the street and he literally opens his door and he's like, Rachel, don't come in here. Like, don't come here. We're not interested. And I was like, got it. Okay. Um, so the fourth month I'm knocking and I'm like, well, I'm not going to his house. Cause like, I know he's not interested. And he told me to like, basically go away. Right. And then across the street again and he opens his door and he's like, Hey Rachel. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, when you're done over at that house, why don't you come inside for a second? And I was like, he's going to murder me. Like, this is how I go out. Like, <laughs> right? So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I go to his house and I kind of peer inside and it's he and his wife. And I'm like, well, he's not going to kill me because he'd have a witness. I'm like, I think I'm good. <laughs> right. So I go inside and he has my two, my two marketing pieces on his kitchen island. And I was like, very confused because I'm like, this guy clearly didn't care for me. And I said, well, what do you, why do you have my stuff? I thought you weren't interested. He goes, I'm not interested, but one of my good friends is. And I told him that there's this young blonde girl who's always coming by and asking for business. And I figured if you're this good at trying to get the business, you're probably really good once you have the business. And so that was my first listing and it took me four months. And so like little things like that, but all you need is that little, that little mindset shift, that little, that little encouragement to keep going and that it's worth it. And, you know, I told you that I was doing all these open houses, right? So I did three open houses a week. And every time I did an open house, I would say, I would post on social media and I'd say, come see my open house, come see my open house. Now I didn't say come see my listing because that would have been out of integrity. However, come see my open house. And so on social media, right, it's all about perception. And so everybody was like, who the heck is this blonde girl and how does she have so much business? (laughs) And then people started to trust me. And so it was another aha moment for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, with door knocking, I can talk to one person at a time. But with social media, I can talk to thousands of people simply with the click of a mouse. And all of a sudden I thought, there's something to this. Right, right. Oh man, yeah, and that, that's, so, that's so cool. Part of, part of what I love about, about your story that you described, I think, uh, you know, again, going back to, the reality of when people get into the business, the reality of when anybody sets out on something, you know, all, all you have is, is your, is your hopes and dreams generally in that, in that front end. And, and you have the, the direction that you're heading and sometimes it can feel lonely and feel, you know, feel like you're the only one going through those hard times, but it's the story of every single entrepreneur period, whether, whether you're in real estate or not, you, you go through those hard times. You, like you said, live, you know, paycheck to paycheck, except you're one paycheck behind. Um, and, and, and seeing that, like you can, you can go through those times and, and, and stick it out, doing the right things, doing the things that, that are going to bring value that are going to influence, uh, your market, uh, can ultimately bring you through it. Um, real, real quick, what, what would you say, what would you say was the, was the ultimate difference maker? So 
and to be clear, you described you had already had a couple of closings, right? So it, you, you were you were having some success. You were having some results already. When do you feel like you you were able to to move from that paycheck to paycheck sort of reality into having something that was more, you know, what what you would ultimately hope for, what you would what you were striving for. I mean, as far as like having a certain amount of deals in escrow at the same time. Yeah. So, so having uh, moving, basically moving from the reality of being paycheck to paycheck to being in the reality of not being that way anymore, having savings, having, having money in the bank, having, having that new reality. Does that make sense? Yeah. The first year was just like a grind. Like I, and even though it was like 39 deals, I was spending money on marketing when I finally made money that I didn't need because I listened to everyone else around me. And I just, it was like, I mean, it was, it was, quite the show. Um, it was my <laughs> when I went from that 39 to 109 and I started to create systems in my business and I set boundaries with my clients because I was like going seven in the morning till nine o'clock at night. I'd answer the phone at 10 30. Like I had zero boundaries. So I had to take some time and set some boundaries. I came up with some scripts to set boundaries with my clients. Um, right. and I hired a transaction coordinator and a showing assistant and that those two key hires made it so that I could go from the 39 to 109, but I didn't feel stressed. I didn't feel like overwhelmed. I felt grateful and I felt like I was, I was owning my space. Um, and so it was, it was really surrounding myself with the right people and creating some systems. And it took me about a year to really get my feet wet. And I did have to change my, um, my environment. And by that, I mean the people I allowed around me because when you first got into real estate, I just want to be friends with everybody. And reality is a lot of agents that are like, the market sucks. There's no inventory. This is so hard. And if I surround myself with people who say the market sucks, there's no inventory. This is so hard. I start to think that way. And so I had to get really intentional about like who I chose to have in my life. And, um, that really made a big difference. Yeah, that, that, that makes tons of sense. Cause I, the, the reason, the reason why I ask that is cause I, I, I think the, the reality is a lot of people, you know, don't, don't necessarily, don't necessarily know how much work they have in front of them before they get to that point where they're looking to be right. And, 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 and part of what you just mentioned, you know, you, you already had deals. You were already, you were already busy. You were, you were working your, your butt off getting results but it still wasn't quite what you were looking for. And, and that's very often, I think, the process that people still have to go through is, is you go through, you grind it out, and then you start honing it in to become the, the, you know, the business, the lifestyle that you're ultimately, ultimately looking for. Well, I think it's this thing of like my husband and I, we always talk about like life by design. So it's right. doing what we want, when we want, with who we want to do it with. And, you know, if you just, if you're not running your business, your business is running you. And I didn't want to have every, my life was ran by my cell phone. Like, and the more that I would do, so all, we have four companies and all four of them are heavily ran through social media and they don't, if the social media is down, it affects everything for us. And it's also set healthy boundaries in place and we call it tech timeouts in our house where there's never cell phones at the dinner table and we have um in our living room we have this chair it's like a chair and a half and my we call it the love chair and so there's no cell phones on the love chair because that's where you connect you you know what i mean and it but it's like we're in a service-based industry and unfortunately most of us are in a reactive industry where the appraiser calls or the lockbox didn't get put on or the seller's pissed or whatever it is. And you like drop life. Cause this thing 
matters more. And in reality, like it can be your greatest tool and it also can be your worst nightmare. Absolutely. Really having to set those boundaries and say, what kind of life do we really want? And it is setting the expectation. We are not real estate agents. We're real estate professionals. And so literally like when I go to a listing appointment, whether, or I'm in a buyer presentation, I literally draw a line down the middle and I'm like, this is what you can expect from me. And this is what I expect from you. And so I'm setting the expectations with them and I tell them how to communicate and when to communicate. Um, and if anybody listening has a struggle with setting boundaries with their clients, um, yeah. I have a pretty rocking YouTube channel. And if you go to YouTube slash Rachel Adams Lee, there's a bunch of videos, but one specifically is going to walk you through how to set the boundary with your clients. And it's a script. And I, the conversation and the way my videos work is you can watch the video and then when you want the actual script, you'll go to the body, the description of that video, and there's a hyperlink. And if you click on it, it'll take you to the script. Um, awesome. So if that's beneficial to you guys, like feel free. Yeah. And we'll, we'll make sure to get that link in the description as well so, so that people can easily uh, easily get there. Yeah, yeah that's, that sounds awesome. Awesome, awesome. So uh, another thing that you had talked about that, that I uh, absolutely love, I love the way that you approach door knocking. I think the, the, uh, the reality is so, uh, th this this to me is one of the biggest struggles that I've seen in, in real estate is even if you're a fantastic real estate agent, most people don't ever want to hear you talk about real estate until they're in the market for a transaction, right? Like re real estate by itself is boring. The, 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 the ins and outs of transactions, the, you know, what, what listings you have, all of that, people don't care until they need it right? Until, in, until they actually want that help. And so staying top of mind, having the ability to, to, to stay in front of people, you have to come up with these strategies like that where, you know, talking about the pumpkin patches, talking about the Christmas tree lightings, talking about the fireworks in order to stay in front of people. Um, I, I'd love to hear how you've applied that, that mindset now into social media. What, what, types of, what types of ways are you, are you using social media to stay in front of people uh, in, in that, in that realm. Yeah. So social media is like my freaking love my love affair. Like I love social media and if you're really cool. You can just call it social. Um, <laughs> I, so I don't believe, so there's, if you hear the word omnipresence, um, right. a lot of times we talk about omnipresence and that's basically having a, pre a, a bit of a presence in everything. And I'm not so concerned with having omnipresence in all social platforms. For me, I feel that I can take one or two and master them really well uh, and know what's happening and beat the algorithms, right? So my two platforms that I really focus on is um, Facebook and Instagram. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> is talking for some reason. So um, <laughs> Instagram. And, um, then I also have my YouTube channel and those are the platforms right. I specialize in. So people are like, Oh my gosh, how's LinkedIn working for you? I'm like, wouldn't know. I have a profile, but I don't use it, you know? Right. So what I've done is I, again, that initial mindset of, um, what I can give versus what I can get. So the first thing that I do, cause I have my real estate team, we actually have a social media addendum when they join the team, meaning you're going to do social if you're on my team. Um, <laughs> and so we literally did, um, so we, we write like one through five. So you take a piece of paper and you write down one, two, three, four, five. And what you're doing is you're literally creating a business model around social media. So we tell people to post three to five times a week. 
And we really adopt that 80-20 principle. 80% of what we're talking about is personal. What we're doing, where we're going, what we're reading, what we're eating, like what makes us tick. 20% of what we talk about is going to be real estate. But it's not always like, do you want to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? Because you can passively talk about real estate all day long, and they know you're the real estate professional. And just kind of like you touched on, they don't need you until they need you. But if you're constantly adding value to their life, that's a different conversation. And people follow you for different reasons. So I have my one through five. Number one, for every single person, if you're in the industry of real estate, you're going to write down real estate. That's your 20%, right? And then you have two through five and you get to choose what those passions are. Maybe you like hunting and fishing. Maybe you like clean eating. Maybe you like travel. Um, If you're married and you have kids, hopefully you like them. Like you write that down. (laughs) Right. You're writing down your passions your five things that make you, you. And then you actually craft your week. So I actually pre-prep a lot of my social posts. Um, I use an app called Google Keep. If you've ever heard of one, it's legit. Um, I prep my posts in there. I will take a photo, pop a filter on it, have it totally ready to go. And I've pre-prepped my posts so that I'm hitting all five of my buttons each week. Like those who follow me on social media know that I'm passionately in love with my husband. He's my favorite human on the planet. So I talk a lot about like my marriage and how important communication is, that kind of thing. Um, We travel a lot. So we'll talk about travel. I really like inspirational quotes. So I'll talk about a quote that inspired me and see if it resonates with someone else, you know? And so people follow me for different reasons and they engage with me for different reasons. Now the shift here, the magic sauce to this whole thing with social media is people look at you and they're, so say you're a real estate agent and you're like, okay, I'm totally going to lead generate. I'm going to go on social media. It's a leg of my business. I'm going to lead generate. So you get in your chair and you go like, 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 you know, I'm lead generating. like I'm communicating with people. No, right. what you're being is you're a lazy liker. You're just thinking. <laughs> To generate appropriately with social media, you want to make sure you're always adding value to others and they're going to reach out to you for different reasons. Now, if somebody comments, so say I did uh, an anniversary post of Ryan and I in Tahoe and I put a picture of us and, you know, Joe writes, Hey Rachel, happy anniversary or Joe likes my post, right? So instead of just writing back, thanks, Joe, like most people will do, or they do nothing, which is really what most people do. Right. I'm going to look at Joe's social media and I'm going to see what's happening in his life. I'm going to see if little Johnny just graduated from um, elementary school or if he is celebrating a birthday or milestones, right? Right. And then I'm going to reach out to Joe and I'm going to say, hey, Joe, and this, this is a private message. Hey, Joe, thank you so much for commenting on my birthday post or my anniversary post. We had the best time in Tahoe. Super exciting news for you guys. I saw little Johnny just graduated. What a huge milestone for you and your family. Right. That's the personal touch. Then Joe's going to write back to me and he's going to be like, oh my gosh, Rachel, thank you so much. Yeah, we're so excited. Can't believe how fast he's growing. Um, Looks like you have a bun in the oven. When is he due? And I'm going to write back. So we go back and forth. Eventually in that conversation, I'm going to ask Joe if he has any goals for 2019. Gotcha. Like, what does the rest of 2019 look like for you? Do you have any goals this year? And right. Joe will respond. And then what happens when I ask somebody about them? They ask about me, right? Yeah, right, right. And then I can say, you know what? I have some really big goals this year. Obviously, we know things are changing with having a little a little person coming into our lives. 
Also, um, real estate, people think the market is slowing down when in fact, it's totally the opposite. My goal this year is to help, you know, 50 families, 100 families, whatever your goal is. Um, this year, buy or sell a house. Do you know of anybody who I could talk to to help support that goal? Awesome. Awesome. That's I how you have it. Yeah. I, I, so let's, let's walk back through that real quick, just so that we have a, a, a formula that people could sort of, sort of apply. So the, the, the key idea here is we're not, we're not doing, uh, we're not doing social media in the way that a lot of people think, which is uh, like you described the lazy liker or, or only focusing on, on the broadcasting, right? The, the real power in the social media is in the social aspect. It's in communication, building relationships, right? And so I, I love the way that you did that. And, and I think you didn't mention it this way, but I, th I think I think it would apply this way. You, you described uh, the situation where they comment on, on your post. But regardless of that, you, could, you can engage these conversations even if you're engaging off of something they posted, right? Yeah. So the, the, the key idea is we're just, we're looking for an excuse to start a conversation, right? And, and we're gonna engage the conversation in the context of whatever whatever it is, if they comment on your post, if, they, if, if they've posted something, you're, you're bringing a relevant conversation. Ultimately, that conversation ends up going into talking about what are your goals for 2019, right? And then they get to tell you. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes it may be as easy as the person mentions that one of their goals for 2019 is that they're looking to buy or sell. That's probably not always, but I bet that happens, right? Oh, did I, did I lose you for a second there? I might have cut out. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we're back. Okay, cool. So, so, so ultimately, the conversation uh, goes toward what are your goals for 2019, right? Yep. So that you you ask that question when it seems relevant. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I bet even that question by itself, sometimes you get the the the, the response of, "Oh, we're looking to sell our house or buy a house this year." A hundred percent. But then, right. you don't get those results. You don't get right. those if you're not doing the lead generation, because right. all of a sudden, when you're start when you're consistently doing the right things, the people go, "Hey." Hey, I'm here. Hey, I want to sell my house. Right. But people don't show up if you're not doing the right things consistently. Right, right. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's the combination of, yes, putting, putting yourself out there so people know, know you, they like you, they trust you. But one of the key things is that you put out at least enough real estate content so that they know that you're that real estate professional so that when, they, when they're having thoughts of buying or selling, they think of you. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, that, so that's awesome. And then I, I love how you, how you, uh, you know, how, even if, even if they're not right now having the goals of buying or selling, it's an easy way to turn it, turn it around, either generate, uh, generate referrals or, you know, if, if they just forgot to mention, Hey, we're looking to buy or sell, you sort of remind them that they could help you with that too. Yeah. yeah and with consistently pouring into their lives and, and giving them information locally and sharing the new grocery store that just opened or whatever right. it is locally, right? Like we have the California state fair. So we're going to share with everybody, all the concerts that are going to be there and it's all right. branded for the team. So even if it's not like, Hey, do you want to buy or sell a house? They know I'm in real estate and I'm consistent. Right. And that's really the magic sauce to real estate right. is consistency. If you are consistent with your lead generation, consistent with your time blocking, consistent with your communication, consistent with your follow-up, that's when the right. good stuff happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but just like anything, it, the, every time, how to describe it, every time you say consistency, the thing that should also be in the back of somebody's mind is that means that it's probably going to take some time before it pays off, right? Because you don't see consistency until you're looking back a few weeks 
or months or years and seeing that time, like just the, you know, the, the example that you described when, when door knocking, right. It was, it was the, one of the key things that that gentleman mentioned was, you know, that he had seen you for four months already doing it. And that was the thing that stood out as why, why you would be a good person to work with. Right. And, uh, so like whether it's social media or in person, that's, that's what people need to see. They need to see that consistency, that professionalism, uh, and, and, and the, the, you know, the, the subtext to this as well, it, you know, you mentioned real estate and then your four other passions, right? So you're having something else to talk about that keeps you interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love, I love that strategy. I think it's, uh, I, I don't know about other people, but, uh, but for me, there, there are, there are, you know, tactics and strategies that when, when you hear them and when, when you, when you hear about how to do them, they sort of feel like a weight on your shoulders. Like, like I, like I get how that could work, but that feels hard. That feels, that feels like a, like a burden versus other, other things that like, they feel like, they feel like energy, right? It feels like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, I could do that. I could do that. And that, this tactic yeah, feels like that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, on, on more of a, on more of a technical level, are you, are you seeing, so you mentioned you specialize in Facebook, Instagram, and you have a YouTube channel. You, you hadn't mentioned specializing in YouTube. Do you, do you consider yourself specializing in YouTube as well? I mean, I, last year I took it really seriously. I rebranded right. my entire page. If you look at YouTube for me, you would it's very consistent. So, right. um, so one of the things I'm really big on is, is systems and prepping for right. things coming up, knowing that the baby is coming. A lot of right. the way that I build my business is referrals from other agents across the country because right. I, I mean, I have my group, right. But I also offer a lot of free coaching through YouTube. Like literally this morning I shot a video about scripts because I feel like people often hate script practice and they feel like it's inauthentic and it's not their words and they don't like it. And so I wanted to come up with a way for people to think of it differently and give them a couple scripts to practice so that they love script practice. And they realize that they're going to own every listing presentation and every buyer presentation when they can overcome all the objections. So right. on my YouTube channel this morning, I literally shot that video and then it goes to editing and then it's going to be uploaded within a couple weeks. Right. And while I'm going to be on baby leave, um, I've pre-recorded about, uh, 15 videos and I have 15 nice. more to do before he comes in like a month. Um, right. and I will be distributing those every few weeks while I'm out. So the, what I love about social media and what I love about YouTube and all these different platforms is you can prep your content so that you're in front of everybody and you're top of mind, but you don't have to actually do it right then. And they don't know the difference, right? right. So for me, it's really powerful to be able to have YouTube because I can add value to people all around the world. And then as a thank you, they're like, gosh, I really want to thank her. This built my business. I have someone who's moving to Northern California. I'm going to call Rachel. And so it's become this like beautiful win-win opportunity and you can share your personality. Like Ryan and I did a whole vlog on the first two um, trimesters of pregnancy because it's been ridiculous. Right. And you know, like all these things have come about and again, people aren't just watching me for real estate. They're watching me because right. of who I am and how I show up. And so right. not everybody's going to watch my pregnancy video. I don't care. Not everyone's going to watch my script video. I don't care. Right. And yet when I can add value to their life in some way, like that's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the reality is uh, if, if, if you don't stand out in somebody's mind, 
you don't stand out like in anybody's mind, right? So it, the, the same people who are not going to like your videos, there, are, there is a person who's going to love them because it connects to them so fully and, and, and so accurately. And uh, it's much better to, you know, essentially, you're probably not pissing people off, but it's much better to piss somebody off and stand for something than to be lukewarm and, and have nobody notice you. <laughs> and I get like crazy messages too. Like, I mean, you can imagine, but like I had some chick write me on social media and she's like, oh, I'm sure. And your belly button's probably not even real. And I was like, what, what does that even mean? Like my belly button? And like one time, so Ryan and I, before we got married, we went to a pre-marriage retreat. Um, right. I was saying, you know, people spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on their wedding and that's one day and yet they don't right. plan and prep for the rest of their life as a married couple. So I talked about going right. to a pre-marriage retreat and this like crazy person wrote me and was like, how dare you go to a marriage counseling thing? She was like, some of us have real problems and you know, like you took the spot someone else could have needed. And I was like, what is your deep like people are bizarre and so no i'm not everybody's cup of tea and when you start right. to really reach a lot of people through social media you're gonna have people who adore you and people who can't stand you and i'm like a peppy blonde i'm usually very positive i'm smushed, right. love hugging people like and that is not going to resonate with everybody and right. i'm good with that because the people who are meant to be in my life they're gonna be in my life and the ones that are like no thanks this chick's way too positive that's okay. They don't need to be in my life either. Right. Yeah. The, the, the reality is if you're, if you're not generating at least some le level of haters, you're probably yeah. not doing enough. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm doing okay then because I have some haters. <laughs> exactly. As, as soon as like I, I had uh, one of my, one of my business colleagues, her, her name's Leanna. She, she just recently uh, uh, posted in a, in a group that we're a part of uh, a big long message from a hater. And it was like, I finally made it. You know, I, I got, I got a hater. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to flip, flip that when, instead of feeling bad about, you know, the people that, that don't get it, that aren't a good fit. It, just yeah. remember every, for every person that spends enough time thinking about you to say something mean, that means there's probably somebody else who's actually, yeah. you know, you're making a major difference because you're actually saying something worthwhile. Right. And the people that are usually really upset with you, it's their issue. It's something happening in their life. It has nothing to do with you. And I just right. have to remember that. Like I'll, you know, send an email out and people are like, what are you doing? I didn't ask for this. And I was like, <laughs> no worries. Please feel free to unsubscribe. I'm just yep. trying to offer you to grow your business, but like no big, you know, and yep. it's fine. You just can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I, you know, I grew up, my, my mom had, had, had said, and it was something that was useful for me too. Uh, the, the phrase hurting people hurt people. Right. So it's, uh, uh, it, it's generally something going on in somebody's life that, that they're going through something tough. They're going through something rough that, that causes people to lash out. So yeah, it's a useful mindset. <laughs> cool. Cool. So at, at a, at like a, so actually this, it's a, it's a good point for us to, uh, to, to jump into some of this, uh, so you, you've mentioned already, but let, let's, let's dive into, uh, some of the, the, the more, the more tactical, you know, rapid fire question sort of idea. Uh, yeah. what, what are some of your favorite tools in terms of, of, of running or growing your business? And when I, when I say tool, I always like to give a little bit of a qualifier of this. I'm, I'm cool with, with software. I'm cool with technology. I'm cool with, uh, I've had people mention like a specific type of notebook, right? Like a physical notebook. So whatever you find, what are, what are some of your top tools that you think make a difference in your business? Yeah. So I would say a number one for us is, um, Google drive. 
I, so for my real estate agents, for bringing a new agent on, we have a 90 day onboarding and we have milestones on day 30, 60, and 90. And so for example, one of the sessions that an agent will do is they get a workbook to download and we have a whole buyer session. So it's like buyer objection handlers, uh, the buyer pre-qualification script, um, a buyer broker consultation, um, setting the expectations with buyers, right? And so I... I have pre-recorded all of my trainings on video and they're loaded in the Google drive. When someone new joins our team, they have a 90 day onboarding to see if they're a fit for the team. Right. And then say seven months later, they have a really important luxury buyer coming up and they're like, Oh my gosh, what if they ask me about, um, you know, my hours or whatever they can literally go on the Google drive, type in buyer and everything that pertains to buyer is going to show up. So we have all of our systems, all of our structure. Google Drive is our jam. Um, and then, yeah, and then Google Keep, like I said. So I really like an app on my phone. It's also, it can be on your computer. It's a cloud-based system. So I can prep social media posts. I can have a grocery list that I share with my husband. I can have a to-do list for my admin. So you can collaborate with different people. Um, and I, I'd say those two things are really, really powerful. And then having a, just a calendar. Like I live and breathe by my calendar. And sometimes, like, you know, trying to book this out, like right. I'm down to like 15-minute increments in my day. And it's really important to me to keep my commitments. And so time blocking is really essential for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, the calendar especially is, is one of the, uh, the most important tools I think, I think I've ever found. I, 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 uh, I recently, uh, I actually have a, you know, a, a coach now that we, you know, we're blocking out specific, uh, specific time commitments for like me to grow my business each week. Um, and, and they, they go into my calendar, but I always had a hard time keeping, keeping appointments with myself. Like it's very easy for me to keep, keep an appointment if I have somebody else involved. Um, but what's been nice is that, uh, that, uh, in this, in this arrangement, they're actually like texting me, communicating with me at those times to make sure like I'm, I'm on point doing what I'm supposed to do. And it, heck yeah. and it gives me accountability to somebody else, which is part of what helps me to keep those appointments. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, what's the next one? Next one. So who, who are some of the people that have most influenced you, uh, whether, whether in person or from afar? Who are, who are some of the people that, uh, that in, your, in your business life especially that have influenced you? Yeah. I mean, I, it's kind of changed actually. So in the very beginning, when I got into real estate, I was just like looking for the hustlers. I was looking at the people who were selling 500 houses, a thousand houses, and those were my mentors. And sometimes the more you get to know somebody, the more you realize that while it looks all cool and shiny from the outside, their marriage is all messed up or their priorities are all screwed up. And so that has actually changed a lot for me. Um, the people that are mentors for me now, um, tend to be women who are leading their life at a really high level in the industry. Um, now, because I have four different companies, I, you know, I, we, the book is all personal growth and personal development, the shampoo companies, network marketing. So that's a big, you right. know, like our business, um, the real estate company, I look for luxury agents who are married and have kids and have their priorities straight. So it's like their family comes first, right? God, family business. Um, and so it really just changes like for personal growth. Um, I absolutely love, um, Jenna Kutcher and Rachel Hollis. I think both of them, they're just like strong females and they embrace who they are and they teach you unapologetically to like be who you are. Um, in real estate, like Cody Gibson, Ben Kenny, um, uh, Gary Keller, 
like they're really just powerful people in the space, you know, and, um, Wendy Papazan, like there's just, there's some really phenomenal women who have made an impact on me. And I just, I feel very grateful. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I I think, uh, you know, to your, to your point, it's, it's such an interesting thing. One of the, uh, you know, back in, back when I was kind of first getting into the business world, uh, you know, I started in a a network marketing company as well. And, uh, some of the training that we went through, uh, you know, I remember, I remember the, I remember some of the leaders in the organization talking about, um, you know, like, like you're at, you're in a job and you look at the high end of what you could achieve is the, is the person in the corner office or whatever. And, and then you ask yourself, what does their life look like? Cause that's the, that's the upward potential, right? Like that's, that's the direction you'd be heading if you stay on that path and essentially making the decision of, is that the life that you want? Is that the life that you want to be working toward? Uh, and it, it's, it's such an important thing who, you, who you're following after who your mentors are makes such a big difference on where you're heading. Well, and you know, Ryan and I, the, I was like the anti-network marketing girl. I said I would never do it. And I feel like when you're in real estate, you're kind of a target and everyone's like, oh, you know, a lot of people, you should do this. And I just, I wouldn't go to the parties. I wouldn't go on their email list. And I was so anti. And then Ryan and I went, got married and we went on our um, honeymoon and we were like walking by a cabana and he's a mechanical engineer. He's done it for 17 years, but he's in a nine to five. Right. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I was traveling all around the country for real estate. And he was like, man, I wish we could stay a couple more days. And I was like, me too. And I was like, but you have to go back home because you have to be at the office. Like I can do real estate from anywhere. Right. And he, he made about two to 400,000 a year as an engineer, but his draw was only 10 grand. And right. so he was like, he said, well, what would life need to look like for us to be able to have a little more of the freedom and the flexibility? And I said, well, we'd have to supplement your income. And that was seven months. I mean, that we, we heard about this company for seven months and I was just like, get out of my face. I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> and it takes that, all it takes is like planting a seed of wanting a different change in your life, wanting some more opportunity. Um, and I'd been promote, or asked about this company for seven months and I just said no. And then we came home and um, it's a, so it's a shampoo company, but I right. was at a bachelorette party and had a couple cocktails the night before I went for a run the next morning. And the girl who kept inviting me to her event was like there. And she said, are you going to take a shower before brunch? I'm like, yeah, she's like, why don't you use my shampoo? And I was like, oh my gosh, ridiculous. And one shower, like one time trying it. And I, and I liked luxury products and I was like, this is different. And so you know, I went and I heard about the growth of the company, all that, but I went home to my mechanical engineer husband and I was like, Hey, I'm going to change your shampoo. He's like, okay. And I was like, um, I, I kind of want you to look in this business model. He's like, Nope, shiny object. You sell houses, <laughs> I sell air conditioning. And we knew we wanted a change in life. And I feel like sometimes like the jump to being an entrepreneur when you're safe, like think about when I was in the nine to five, right? Like it's comfortable, it's safe. I know how much money's coming in. There is uncertainty when you get into real estate. If you get into network marketing, any industry you're in, that's not when you're your own boss, there is uncertainty. And we looked at that business the exact same. We look at our real estate coaching business. So we have a Google drive literally with scripts, objection handlers, templates. Um, and like three years, three months into the company, he was able to quit his job. And, nice. you know, we have you have the white Cadillac and we like go on the trips and we do all the things. And we are so passionate with other people, with our agents on our team or people on the shampoo team. It's like, you can have this life that you dream of and it's going to be hard and you're going to have sacrifices you make. And like, 
yeah. you know, the beginning of my career, I grinded hard, 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 hard. And yeah. I think sometimes when you start a new career, that grind is necessary to get to the end result of where you have that flexibility and that freedom. And you can be like, oh, well, that was a ride. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think the, uh, the, the choice to, to go after, you know, the lifestyle that you're looking for and, and, and understanding, I mean, the reality is, uh, you know, every business model has, has the, uh, you know, the, 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 the debts that you need to pay <laughs> in order to ultimately get the end result. And, uh, that, that, that to me has always been, it, it's, it's such an important aspect. Like I think, you know, I, I'm very big on, on yes, on having the big dreams and having the goals that you're, that you're going toward. I do think there is that reality of people needing to also be aware of the sacrifice and the work and the grind that goes into it. So you don't get into those hard parts of a, you know, of a, of a, of a business or a goal thinking that you're doing something wrong, but knowing like, no, this is, this is part of it. Like the, uh, um, there's the, uh, uh, uh book by, uh, uh, Ryan holiday, uh, the, the obstacle is the way. And I think that, uh, that, that phrase is so much, so much the truth, right? It's the, it's, it's the hard thing that you go through that ultimately gets you where you want to go to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, awesome. What, uh, what are some, uh, what are some books that you recommend? What are, what are some of your favorite reads or, or audio books or even podcasts? Yeah. So I would say, um, I, I really, so, uh, Brene Brown has a, a book called the gifts of imperfection. And I think as, yeah, it's really good. Just like get really like authentically embracing who you are and who you're meant to be. And right owning that space. Um, so that book I really like for real estate and just time blocking and, and focus. I really like the one thing. Um, Such a good book. <laughs> so fun, right? So that's by Gary Papazan and or Gary Papazan, Gary Keller and Big J Papazan. Um, right. Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. I think that's an awesome one. Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. That book was a game changer for me. Um, right. The premise behind that, right, is that good habits over time um, add up and so do bad ones. Cause I always thought about making good choices consistently that does the good stuff, but also the bad choices over time, like that also adds up. So yeah, my favorites. Awesome. Yeah. Those are, those are some fantastic books. Uh, one of the things that's always been surprising to me, uh, the one thing, especially, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've listened over, over the course of business to a number of different podcasts and followed a number of different places. I was, I was amazed at how often the one thing came up in and all the other podcasts and things that I listen to that have nothing to do with real estate. And, uh, you, you know, you can tell it is, it's, it's, it's such a, um, you know, they did such a good job making it a, a very applicable book to any industry. So yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I think we all, it's so easy to get distracted regardless of your industry. And when you're a talented person, opportunities are going to continue to show up and it's really easy to say, to want to say yes to all of them. And so remembering that whatever say yes to you're saying no to something else and they just right. walk you through how to focus and how to to really pivot when something you know surprises you and it's just yeah right. it's a real book yeah and the and the, the 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 concept that they that they talk about in there of the of the difference between um you know balance versus counterbalance i think is a, a, a such a powerful concept because because you really can uh, as a as you know as a, as a business owner as a real estate professional you know you you will live points of your life where you're where you have to be very dedicated to one aspect at at you know at 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 the cost of other things at least in terms of time and and knowing that the way that you deal with it is ultimately to 
pay attention so that you you are you're putting the time back into the other buckets that are that are important as well and that it's 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 not about you know walking the tightrope as much as putting your attention in those different places where you need to yeah exactly so uh uh, wrapping this up now, one of the things that, that I always like to, to, to end with, if, if somebody say, you know, just is just now listening to this end part, if they, if everything else that we just talked about goes away, what would be the top three things that after listening to this episode that you would want somebody to walk away from this interview with? What, what are the three, th- three th- takeaways that you would have somebody, you know, really take away from this, from this content? So I think one of the first things I, is just having a strong mindset. Um, I think that you are going to have different challenges in your life and you're going to have people in your life and things happen where it has the opportunity to take you off track and take you off balance and to know, get, I think if you have clarity on who you are and, and what you want out of life, um, I think that, that you really, you can get there, but having a powerful mindset, surrounding yourself with the right people, that's really important. Um, I think the second piece is consistency. I honestly like whatever industry you're in, it does not matter. You look at these people and so take Rachel Hollis, for example, right? When she came out with Girl, Wash Your Face, it was this overnight success. And she's, you know, now become this multimillionaire. And everyone's like, God, she's an overnight success story. That was her 11th book, her 11th book. But no one knows that. No one talks about that because that doesn't sell. But it was her 11th book. And if she stopped at book one, she never would have gotten there, right? If I wouldn't have siphoned or like, you know, gone, gotten the gas in my car, I never would have pushed through or, you know, and so it's like consistency in any industry is, is key. And so knowing that, you know, you have to make peace with the boredom some days, it's going to not be fun. It's not going to be sexy. And if your goals are big enough, you're going to achieve them. Um, And I think the last piece would be, you know, it's not about who you are right now, but it's about who you're going to become. And so you don't focus on who you are right now and what you don't have. You focus on this person over here who's leading their life at a high level, who's doing what they want to do when they want to do it with who they want to do it with, whether it's travel or financial or going to lunch with your friends at two o'clock in the afternoon, whatever that life by design looks like, you can get there. But the difference between who you are now and who you want to become, it's a series of small, good, consistent choices. And those things add up, but you have to consistently be working and doing and pushing to, to get there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So those are, those are, those are some powerful takeaways. So we've got strong mindset and surrounding yourself with the right people. We've got consistency and knowing that, that that's the game, right? Doing, doing things day after day after day, uh, embracing the boredom, (laughs) right? Uh, And then, and then paying attention to who, not who you are today, but who you're going to become and, and the, and the reality of knowing where you're headed and knowing what you're working toward as, as the, uh, as the pole to take you, through the, uh, through the changes of, of, of who you are today into who you need to become. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, now where, where is a, where can people connect with you? Who should connect with you? Uh, what, what are the things that you got going on in your, in your life and in your business that, uh, that people should know about? So you easiest and fastest way to snag me is message me on Instagram or Facebook. If you're hanging out now, make sure to follow me on there. I'm a huge fan of what I call R and D rip off and duplicate. So if you see me on social and you want to try it on your business, go for it. Just tag me in it. So I can see that something I said made an impact on you and your life. Um, 
if you are interested in some free coaching, you can go to my YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube slash Rachel Adams Lee, um, I'm sure you will leave the link for them on that. Um, if you're interested in real estate coaching with me, so you can go to um, limited to legendary.com. So the idea is you take your limited mindset and you be, learn what to do to become a top 1000 agent in the country. So limited to to legendary.com. Um, and if you're interested in the network marketing um, and you want to learn more about the shampoo company or even just try a sample, um, you can shoot me a message on social media and I can um, get you all hooked up. So the way to kind of the over encompassing, if you go to racheladamsley.com, that's, you can get all my goods. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. And we'll make sure to drop all those links in the, uh, in the description and in the comments and in wherever and everywhere this, this show ends up so that everybody uh, can make sure to have those at hand for you. And, uh, and yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for, for coming on. I love the, uh, I love the content. I love the, uh, the, the, the takeaways. I love, I love your approach to all of this. I think we're very much on the, on the same vein. My, uh, my wife is, has, has coined the phrase that I am aggressively optimistic uh, and, uh, and, and, and I, and I detect that from you as well. I love, I love the, uh, you know, the, the, the positivity and, and mindset there. So thanks again for coming on Rachel. Now, before everyone else, before you head out real quick, uh, one of the things that, that was, is so useful for you to, uh, to be able to take away from this that Rachel was talking about is that consistency, that having the right kinds of content to be able to put, put in front of your market, put in front of, of your sphere. That's one of the things that we're trying to help you guys with. We've got a, a service for you called localcelebritieshow.com. Uh, what we're doing is we're, we're trying to solve exactly that problem, right? As a real estate agent, it can be hard sometimes uh, to take the time to put together that content, to put it together in a way uh, that, that, is, that is good and appealing to your market. What we do is we, we come in to help you. Uh, we want to make sure that you have uh, people to interview for, that are local businesses that you can connect your community to, to generate interest, generate offers, generate the kinds of value uh, that'll keep you top of mind, even if they're not interested in doing a real estate transaction right this second. Uh, if you want to find out more about that, how we're helping you do that, how we're helping you produce that show, you can go to localcelebritieshow.com to find out more about that and see if it's a good fit fit for you. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for, for watching, for listening, for engaging. Uh, if you liked this content, be sure to uh, drop a comment. Make sure to mention Rachel if you, uh, if you leave a review or drop a comment and let her know the value that, uh, that you got out of this episode. Uh, until next time, I, uh, I, I, I hope to see you on the uh, next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. And you can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.